Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 82. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey. We'll share our experiences through the podcast, the blog, and on social media while building a community that desires a more open understanding of what grief is, how it affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. And if you like what you hear on this show, uh, please share an episode or the podcast with someone that you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are on. So in today's episode, I'd like to examine what it means to make room for hope in your life after loss and during your grief journey. It is an important aspect of grief, which one day we will all come to face. And in my opinion, to live without hope is not to live at all. So, how can you best begin to consider making room for hope without setting aside or ignoring your current feelings of loss and your need to grieve? Let's get into the show. What do you think of when I say grief and hope in the same phrase? I might suspect some of you consider these two things to be impossible friends, that they may not be words you can use together right now in your grief, or perhaps ever feel that you could use again. It's understandable and it's very normal to even get to the point of considering hope as it refers to the future has taken me a bit of time. I'll readily admit there are some details about my grief journey which are external and others which remain internal. So I guess what I'm actually admitting here is that I have put on a brave face on occasion and made it seem I was doing better than I really had been. And that, unfortunately, that's also normal. That's also something that I'm not proud to admit that I still do. Not as often, but I still put on that brave face at times. And why, you might ask? Well, how do I answer this honestly? How about this? To protect others. I know you're going to think that it's a strange answer, right? I know I have several listeners who are friends or family really perking up right about now and wondering, what the heck does that mean? They also might be thinking to themselves, we're here for you. You can tell us anything. And I know that, and I appreciate that, and I always will. But here's the thing. I don't want to be seen as that guy, quote unquote, the hopeless one who can't seem to pick himself up and brush himself off after dealing with loss for nearly three years. And isn't that the saddest, most conflicted answer you've ever heard? It also flies in the face of what this episode's title promises. But I have to begin there to show you that I really don't have it all figured out. I don't have all the answers, but I do have much of the experience. And this is it. This is the truth. Using a phrase of our times, this is authentic. I believe my main point here is deceptively simple. 
you can still be grieving and have hope. But I think I'm jumping a bit too far ahead. Let me answer the larger question here. How are you doing, Tim? Well, although I want to simply say I'm doing fine, which is how I truly feel I'm doing, by the way, it's really a lame answer, and I think we all know it. In all honesty, that question will be answered differently depending upon when it's asked. And that will be true for anyone dealing with the after-effects of loss. It's actually true that some days are good days, and some days are bad days. Yes, that's a bit cliche, I know, but it's true. But what does that truly mean? I mean, I realize some of you may be listening to these episodes in search of answers and a clear path for your own journey. However, grief doesn't always have a clear path, and as you've heard on this podcast, it is rarely ever predictable. What does it mean to have good days and bad days? It's not as dramatic as you may have seen in the movies, and then again, sometimes it actually is. It's not as simple in its solutions as you may have seen in the movies as well, but then again, sometimes it is. Do you see my point? Good days and, and bad days are complicated, common phrases which don't begin to explain themselves very well at all. Because a good day could be, it was finally sunny and I didn't feel lonely for once and I'm in a pretty good mood. I even caught myself singing a song. And a bad day could simply be, I felt weepy today. Any of those days, deemed as good or bad, need one key ingredient to make this whole grief thing a bit more doable, and that is hope. Yes, even in a bad day, hope can and should be present, and is truly something for which you can consciously make room for in your life, or actually in your mind. As my friend Angie, a wonderful life and leadership coach, would say, it's all about your mindset, and it truly is. There's mindset. There's that word. It's, it's almost the flavor of the day kind of term because it seems to be everywhere right now. That is to say, it's a very relevant piece of our mental well-being. So how and why is it important to keep hope even in a so-called bad day? I'd suggest without it, what else is there to provide you a light at the end of any given tunnel? How does one go about quote-unquote, making room for hope. How do you control your ever-important mindset on a daily basis? I believe it has everything to do with inner strength and choosing the good for yourself. Inner strength, our worst enemy during a difficult time, a tragedy, or a trying situation, is simply ourselves. I've spoken about this in previous episodes. Rarely do people in your life say anything to you more damaging than what you say to yourself inside your own head. We don't easily provide ourselves grace during difficult times. And I believe it's because we are often distracted with thoughts like this. We aren't doing this right. Or what will other people think? Comparison is the enemy here thinking you're not as strong as so-and-so, or this person or that person seems to be getting by just fine, but why can't I? But you only have to look back at that first few minutes of this podcast to answer the last question. Are they putting on a brave face? Or are you seeing their true self? 
Are they even being honest with themselves? Here's your thoughtful question of the day. How are you cultivating your inner strength? How are you accepting your sadness and your grief and your new normal deep inside yourself? Are you allowing yourself to feel? Are you allowing yourself to heal? And more importantly, are you allowing yourself grace? Grace to be okay with how this loss is affecting you and understanding you may just be doing the very best you can at the moment. And you know something? That's okay. And finally, what about this idea of choosing the good for yourself? Hmm. It seems like a full statement, doesn't it? Now, it is. It definitely is. But what it is truly about is allowing yourself to experience good once again. Allowing yourself to feel hopeful once again. Gift yourself with the ability to see a future again for yourself. The benefactor here is you and only you. And sometimes that's a difficult thing to do because it may feel like a selfish thing. How dare I focus on the good for me while I'm still mourning a life I once had, but now has been destroyed. I get it, and that is valid. But there's a hard truth even your loved one would agree with. You are here, and thus you need to live. This is not to say put your grief behind you. Absolutely not. Instead, Bring it along with you. Allow it a space in your heart and your soul and search for hope despite your grief because that is what you need and that is what you deserve. Now, as you may know, if you followed my story for a while, I met my late wife, Colleen, in November of 2003, four years after the loss of her first husband, Rob. Somehow, Colleen found a path back to hope. Somehow, she dug deep and identified the importance of looking toward an unknown future for herself and her nine-month-old daughter. I believe she realized that choosing the good for herself was choosing to find hope once again in a life that had been unfairly turned upside down. The inner strength she must have needed to do that is still to this day impressive, and I've often had discussions with her as to how she could possibly move forward after her loss, and she said I had a nine-month-old daughter. I had no other choice. But she understood the importance to make room for hope and to live forward never setting aside her loss or her history. She simply chose to turn the page of her story to begin a new chapter while holding space for the chapters already written. That is what making room for hope truly means. I'm forever grateful for her decision and her strength to do just that. It allowed for us to meet to create numerous memories, to build a life together while honoring the life she had and raising her children with hope, with honesty, and with the understanding that choosing good for yourself is sometimes a necessity for life. I ask you now, will you choose the good for yourself? Will you make way for a path back to hope and creating a life you deserve? and a life your loved one would want for you.
like to thank you again for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast. I'm very thankful each and every week for you being here. Now, today's episode was a little bit short, but sometimes the message doesn't need that much time to get across. I'd like you to please stop by the community and let your voice be heard, share your story, or ask any questions. I'm glad I can help if I can. Head over to journeytograteful.com slash community to access our social media channels, request to become a guest on the podcast, or contribute to the blog with your own story. While you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And also, I invite you to connect directly with me via email tim at journeytograteful.com. More importantly, you can also give me a call. Leave me a voicemail. Contact me at 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. Or you can simply text a message directly to that number. And remember, if you like the show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show over at Apple Podcast. It does go a long way to help this podcast get in front of more and more people who really need this resource. You can head over to journeytograteful.com. You can choose the leave a review button on the homepage or on the podcast page. And lastly, if you are searching for a more effective way to walk this path with grief and find a way forward, I invite you to consider engaging with me in my experience-based grief coaching. Whether you appreciate the benefits of a bereavement group, but don't want to wait until next month to meet with them, or perhaps you'd like to try a one-on-one coaching option directly with me, you can learn more over at journeythroughgriefcoaching.com. And again, you can go directly to journeytograiefcoaching.com or you can click the grief coaching link at journeytograteful.com as well and discover if this is something that could benefit you today. Now let me share with you a statement which speaks of the internal aspect of grief, those feelings and sorrow one might be holding quietly inside. This also speaks to many people in my life who have had the insight to notice this aspect of grief in my life and made me aware that this is okay. They will be there when I need them. Only those who truly care about you can hear you when you're quiet. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. I'd really love the feedback. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.